will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. There are some things that we'll just never know. And there are some things that we know, you know? One thing I don't think I'll ever fully know is the mystery of the Trinity, the threefold nature of God. Theologians for centuries have delved into this mystery, this understanding of the divine, which only highlights that God, Creator, Christ, and Holy Spirit can never be put into a box, which is something that I love about God. But there is something I do know. I know how a parent loves a child. And I know how a doctor or a teacher cares for those in their charge. And I know how a community empowered and inspired by a moving of the spirit can help to move mountains and build a better world. I know these things, and in this way, I come to know through experience more and more about the Trinity, about the divine in relationship. The Trinity, Creator, Christ, and Holy Spirit are the perfect model of unity in diversity, a community of relationship, distinct and yet so perfectly intertwined that it's hard to tell where one begins and the other ends. The Creator God sets things in motion to allow for the work of Christ and the moving of the Holy Spirit. Through Christ, God the Parent is able to show forgiveness and grace, and the Holy Spirit is given a community to empower. Christ, the Word, allows God to speak, to heal, to teach, to love on the earth and the Spirit emblazons the hearts of all who would continue the creating work of God, building God's kingdom of justice and of peace. The Trinity, three in one, is better together. And if we claim, as the Bible tells us in Genesis chapter one, that humankind, you and me and every single person, is made in the image of God, then at the very core of our being is a call to be in relationship, to build community with one another. And we are better together. By being in relationship with others, we are transformed into better followers of Christ. We are transformed into more loving neighbors, more humble forgiveness seekers. We are better together. But this is hard work. It is vulnerable and painful work. To build relationships, we must listen deeply, look at ourselves with scrutiny, and acknowledge where bias and racism and sin find a seat in our institutions and in our own hearts. It is work that Old South Church has taken on in a serious fashion, seeking repentance, building space for conversations, and taking action to uproot structural oppression and unleash collective liberation in our society. 
but the work is far from done. We need the full power of the triune God right here, right now. Our voices join with the voices of black people and people of color everywhere to cry out in lament. There is violence and injustice in the street, hatred and fear and oppression in the street, deep division, frustration, despair. Though we who have privilege would turn away, we must cry out, this is not how things should be. And when we face it, and when we name it, racism, injustice, and when we name them Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, Tony McDade, George Floyd, when we cry out in lament, as queer womanist theologian Emily Towns notes, our laments mark the beginning of healing. Naming these horrors in an unrestrained lament helps mold us into people who respond with an emphatic no to the way that people have been dehumanized and crushed, communities have been demonized and decimated, faith has been used as a platform of bigotry and hate. No! Our lament becomes a prayer. More than just an expression of sorrow, lament is an act of trust. We pour out our fears, frustrations, and sorrows to a God in whom we trust. And so lament becomes the starting place of hope. Because it allows us to envision together with God how the world could be. When Paul writes the passage we just heard, the one about putting things in order, living in peace and agreeing with one another, he's writing to a community deeply divided. Paul's appeal that they agree with one another does not mean that they must always hold the same opinion, but that they must agree on matters that are vital to their functioning as the body of Christ. Agree that every person has inherent dignity and sacred worth Agree that though we are different, we are unified through the sacrament of communion. Agree that we are better together, that we need one another. Agree that we are called to pursue justice and liberation for all people. As the Trinity is better together, humankind is better together. And together we have great power. Together, as we cry out in lament, that power is rooted in hope. Hope for a coming kingdom of justice for all people, and peace that does not whitewash our differences, but cultivates a wholeness of blessed, diverse community. And the time to build that future is now. It is clear that the coronavirus has disrupted the pattern of our lives, that even as we begin to re-enter society, the world will not be the same as it was. This time apart is an opportunity for us to re-envision and re-imagine how we want society to be structured on the other side. It's time. It's past time. And it's a lot. But we can do it. 
There are already people organizing to make these changes in ways big and small. I've seen so many of you in this past week alone who've taken action to fight against white supremacy. When others might ask, where is God? You have responded to say, we are God's hands and feet and hearts. And together, we have much power and together, we will build the better future that must come next. And the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit will be with us all. Amen.